Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. Hello and welcome back. I am Pam and I am here with... Elisa. And Heidi. And today's topic, you definitely want to be listening and be um, actively listening because today's topic is going to be a very big one for most of our families with little ones, oh, 10, 11 months old and up. Mm-hmm. Um, today we're talking about taming temper tantrums. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, temper tantrums, emotional upset. It's, it is definitely a part of the parenting project. It's definitely something that we see age appropriate. You know, our little ones are going to get upset. They don't know how to express themselves. They're going to throw themselves down. They're going to yell and scream. They're going to hit and kick. They're going to completely shut down and have their feelings. Yeah. 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 Very frustrating as a parent. Maybe even embarrassing sometimes because you don't know what to do. And you feel like you need to apologize. Yeah. And you don't. So we're going to talk you through that today. Um everybody's child has them (laughs) yep yeah you're definitely not alone and that you know that grocery store Mm -hmm. complete meltdown you are not the first and you will not be the last we have all gone through it um do you have a favorite memory that you just can't get rid of that's not really a favorite memory of a tantrum that happened in public oh i do (laughs) what is it I was in Target with my daughter. I miss Target. She was, yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> I used to go there all the time, and maybe that's why the tantrum happened. <laughs> the Target. Here again, Mom. Yeah. So I was pregnant, very pregnant with my son, and uh, my daughter was, I think she wanted something, and Typically. I wasn't, you know, we weren't there to get anything that time. Right. So, you know, it was a... I know that you want that toy, but we're not getting any toys today. And then that escalated, and finally I just left the store. So I gave her that warning that we were going to leave if she continued on like that, and she did continue. So we left the store, and that made her even more angry. So I was here holding her. Yeah, because she was flailing in, you know, flailing everywhere, trying to run away from me, screaming. And so I knew the best place for her at that time was just going to be somewhere away from everybody. Right. She didn't need to be in the middle of the store where everybody was judging judging her. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not I don't really let the people around me affect how I'm parenting. So I guess that's one good thing. Absolutely. You know, because (laughs) it it doesn't bother me. But yeah, I had her in the football hold and I'm pregnant and trying to hold her in one arm. Her her legs are behind me, flailing, kicking, screaming. (laughs) And of course, I've got people that are looking at me. Um, I do think one person kind of gave me a little solidarity (laughs) look, and then I just brought her out to the car. little hat tip. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I brought her out to the car, and I let her finish finish in the car. So, But we're going to talk a lot more about what to do for tantrums. But, yeah, that was quite a memorable experience. My youngest was always having tantrums and at the Walmart all the time. Yeah. And... 
we would sometimes just have to leave the yep. cart half full. And you're sweating. You're too like too much. <laughs> yeah. And um, I remember like holding her um, in my front of my chest with my arms sort of up, pointing back to behind me. Yep. Legs out to the left, head out to the right, flailing. Oh yeah. And I said to my oldest behind me, "Just keep following me." And yep. she's, <laughs> we're like marching through the aisles. Just keep, stay right behind me, okay, honey? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's where's the really, door? Where's the door? <laughs> it's fortunate that usually when you have more than one that you're out and about with, usually one of them is being super compliant while the other one is yeah, having it's a meltdown. Like they sense, like, oh man, mom, I feel so bad for you right now. I'm gonna be yeah, the best child exactly. I could possibly be. Yeah, yeah I'm there too. I have one or two that uh, <laughs> pounce on those situations and what? they're like I'm just going to be your favorite right now. Yeah. I'm going to do everything yeah. you need and That's look, right. did you see how well I'm listening, mommy? Yeah, then they really pointed look at out me, look at in me. the middle yeah. I'm listening. of all the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at how good I'm being, mom. I'm standing right here. And you're like, yeah, that's great. Thank you, but back to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what is a tantrum? Is it a learned response to a situation? Is it a way to get a ta- adult's attention? Is it a way to communicate needs? Is it a way for a child to get what they want? It's all of it. All of it. Yeah. So if if a tantrum is, you know, a learned response, a way to get an adult's attention, a way to communicate, is it also a way to manipulate? Is it their need for control? Is it attention? That is a really big one. Oh, they're just doing it for attention. Is it a behavior issue? Lack of development. Is it developmentally appropriate? Right? So, yeah, it is. It is it's it is an expectation that all of our children are going to have emotional meltdowns. Yeah. And Heck, even adults have emotional well, meltdowns. Well, and just like us, it's not like we have pre-planned, okay, so Saturday night at 8 p.m. I'm going to make sure I'm alone because that's when I'm going to have my meltdown. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not happening at predetermined times. It's happening... Like, an explosion of emotions that just comes <clears throat> out... Yeah. It's not to manipulate. They no. just it don't know how to manage these not. kinds of emotions. It can very well feel like manipulation. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, here we go. He's doing it to me again because he knows he's going to get my buttons going. And yeah. I think that, that attention and that manipulation always get, well, they're just doing it to manipulate you. They're just doing it to get that attention. But that's how they get your attention because they don't have the language. Yeah. And, and I think one of the really important pieces is positive or negative Attention is attention. So if your child is crying for attention, um, and which sometimes, and and I think attention is is a little bit tough because attention seems like it's a... You're rewarding that behavior. But it's kind of like if we think of it as a calling card, it's I need that connection. I am having this meltdown here and I need you to connect with me. Mm -hmm. Right? And and so if we think of it that way as opposed to attention, because... It is. It's it's their call for attention, but not the attention that we have to dote and give in to them. It's that they need that one on one with of us. connection. They need that with us. And it's developmentally appropriate. On one of the checklists I use, uh, the two year old checklist is has 
tantrums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it is. Because we want to know that they are expressing themselves. Absolutely. That they are learning how to um, handle various situations, right? And have the appropriate response. If we have a little one who walks into, you know a ring of fire and then walks out and has no emotional upset to it, you know, there's a little bit of a cause for concern there. So Absolutely. So I think it's kind of reassuring to know that it's actually a milestone that your child needs to reach. Like, yes, just yep. like crawling, sitting, walking, 20 words by 18 months, tantrums by two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And it is. It's that, um, and we, we know our two and three-year-olds, especially our three-year-olds, their whole... Also known as the three-nager. Yes. yes. Their whole drive <laughs> in life is to get control. Yeah. Right? Like, that's their whole... Like, they wake up in the morning, they're like, okay, how can I control this situation? Yeah. And, like, everything they go into, they want control of it. Yeah. So, it is. It's they're, they're, it's, a, it's a big learning curve for them. Um, so, it is developmentally appropriate. So, you are normal. Your child is normal. Um, and what we want to do today is kind of chat through some of the strategies that you can use to help guide not only them but also yourself kind of give you that little bit of confidence so that when you are in the store and your child has a complete meltdown you can handle it with confidence because you know that you're doing what's Mm -hmm. best for your child rarely is it actually a behavior issue very few circumstances where it would be a behavior issue Um, but even then it would be knowing uh, what that child is experiencing or has, and then just offering those extra supports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So tantrums happen anywhere, right? At any time. <laughs> At any For age. any reason. <laughs> the grocery store, leaving the park. Yep. It and doesn't. It doesn't mean that when your child turns four, that tantrums are just going to go away either. Oh gosh, yeah. no. No. But my my goal is right. The way I've handled the tantrums in my house is. Like, my older ones are still having their emotional upsets because we still get to have our emotional upsets. They still have feelings, so they're still having their upsets. But because of the way I've handled my tantrums in the first five-ish years, now at 10 and 14, yes, they still have their outbursts, but they can handle them Mm -hmm. so much better now. Not only that, though, Pam, I've noticed... um your children um like advocating for themselves saying yeah i know mom but you actually didn't do this and you're like you know what you're right honey i am just really busy right now i'm trying to get this done and i should have done that so they're kind of noticing you know for their relationships as an adult how to kind of pick apart the situation be like hey wait a minute what's going on here this is what really should have happened. Let's have a do-over kind of thing. Yeah. And and my oldest now is really getting really good at... She is. <laughs> like, I, I'm upset over this situation, but this was the trigger over here. This yeah. is what really, yeah. like, was the root cause. I'm sorry that I, like, lost it over here because of this, but this is what's really going on. So and that I've, usually happens, like, six, seven hours later. Sometimes. Sometimes she's pretty good, like, within the hour. Oh, yeah. Like, she'll she'll have, like, a huge, like, and then go downstairs and then come back up and be like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry I overreacted for this. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry I overreacted. But I've, I've given her those tools 
from a young age on how to have that upset and then because we come back around and talk about it once she's kind of through that upset she's able to to do that talking piece on her own and then come back up and communicate how to have that upset and not take that upset away completely yes yes oh you shouldn't have felt that way yeah kind of comment right yeah oh you're a little too sad for this situation yeah um, so some of those triggers for tantrums, um, not getting their own way is, is yeah. one, right? That yeah. need for control when they, then you say no and they're yeah. like, but wait a second, this is my whole when life. When they want a toy and you're not buying <laughs> toys. Yeah. Um, when they're hungry. I, I don't know oh, about, yes. I don't know about Heidi, but I know, uh, my other partner over here does, <laughs> Do get does experience oh, some, get angry. Oh my. Does experience some hangry issues. <laughs> uh, being tired. Tired is like, I, I mean, side note, as sleep consultants, we <laughs> absolutely see the difference in children in their behavior when they're overtired yes. versus when they're well rested. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of work in the schools and one of my biggest piece is let's get sleep on board so then we can see what we're really dealing with because I know when I'm tired, oh. I am not the person I like to be. Um, I'm. It makes managing your emotions that much harder. You just, yeah. you get upset over everything. Yeah. yeah. And like being so tired, like if I was so like when I'm really tired and my husband comes over and like comes over, takes the remote or <laughs> oh, like yeah. comes over and like, you know, does something if I'm in the middle of something, it's not just hey, I was in the middle of that. It's like a what are you doing? Right? Like I just don't have yeah. I it's like I lose that first 90% of my patience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's really easy for them to become overtired quickly. You're out maybe at the library or you went to swimming class and then you're like, oh, I'm just going to run to the grocery store for a little bit. And that's where you've kind of yeah. pushed them a little too far where they should have actually been home and probably napping. And you're just trying to get an extra errand squeezed in and then it all falls apart. And then you Boom. pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and next time I will not run into the grocery store. I will go home and have a nap and then come back into yeah, the grocery exactly. store. Um, rushing, hurry up, it's time to go, hurry up, do now, hurry up, we have to go, hurry up, we have to go, come, yeah. it's time to go inside, it's time to go outside, it's time to do this, it's time to so do that. So hard hey, when you have... Now. Last thing, here we go. <laughs> yeah, so hard not to rush them when you have, like, children that are, like, sloths. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but if you know that, you have to be... You know, Ahead of time, yeah. And be like, okay, well, it takes a long time. 15 minutes before we Start go, yeah. that's your when you're on. starting to get ready. Get your shoes on. Yeah. Um, Choose a stuffy. Yes. <laughs> Everything that you need. Right? Go kind upstairs of... to the bathroom mm-hmm. again. And then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that uh, transition. Some children really struggle through transitions. Yeah. So, like, coming outside, inside from outside, going into the car. Um, even sometimes just playtime to snack time or lunchtime to nap time like that transition can be really tough yeah. so that can cause a lot of especially the... when they don't have that notice yes yeah so say you're tidying up to have lunch you can say we're going to tidy up have lunch and after lunch we're going to have a nap like you start giving them yep. the next activity that's mm-hmm. happening and after nap we're going to go to the park 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, just like not like oh, and so after lunch we're going for a sleep. Yeah. Like don't like, forget. <laughs> yeah. But then just like talking about your whole day, and then after the after sleep we'll go to, back to the park maybe if it's nice out. Yeah, yeah. If we have older ones that really struggle with transitions, um, a routine chart like your daytime schedule chart like mm-hmm. they do in kindergarten class yeah. is a really simple solution for that. Yeah. Right. Like free plays. So this is like our open time. Don't book yourself in that you're going to the park every day. Be- and you're stuck going to the park every day. <laughs> yeah. um, rain or shine, <laughs> snow or sleet. But just but a general idea yeah. of what your the what happens in your day. of the day, yeah. yeah. Children yeah. need to know what to expect. It's, it's, they're just, I mean, as an adult, I like to know what to expect. So children also need to know what that next step is. So having that routine chart is yeah. the Huge. way to let them know and... When you're at the park and you're about to leave, give them that heads up that you're leaving. So in two more minutes, we're going home. Yeah, or two more slides, because some of them don't even understand the concept of minutes, yeah. right? Yeah, and that two more slides <laughs> is going to turn into, but I just want one more, but I just yeah. want one more. So you have to set that limit at, you know, the two more slides yeah. or the two more minutes. And then that way, at least you've given them that time. And Pro tip, if um, <laughs> if you say two more slides, do two more slides and then go. Because if you let them do one more slide okay, one or more. two more slides once, every single time you say it's time to go, the expectation, because yeah. they hold on to that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they may not remember where they put their shoes 20 minutes ago. No, but they, but they know. <laughs> you, they remember that last week you went to the park and you said one more slide and then you let them do it again. Mm-hmm. They are going to remember that this time they and will. next time and the yeah. next time. And so we, we all have these uh, range of emotions. All emotions are okay. Uh, there's no you know bad emotions. Um, adults experience them too. We experience fear, frustration, anger, embarrassment, sadness, joy. Um, it's just learning how to manage those emotions. And some of those emotions, the fear, frustration, anger, are even difficult for adults to mm-hmm. manage. So we can't expect our children to just manage them with ease and, and like that. And sometimes you'll see like, oh, my best friend is, oh, she's really sad today. Or she's, oh, she seems a little angry. Um, right? <laughs> we, can, we can kind of pick out sometimes with adults, but with children, they kind of only have one big means of communication, and that's crying. and upset so you're going to get a temper tantrum from embarrassment embarrassment you're going to get that same reaction for anger and you're going to get that same reaction for sadness so like Mm -hmm. this the way that the temper tantrum plays out doesn't necessarily connect directly to the emotion because it can be a temper tantrum that encompasses all of these emotions or you just don't even know what it is. So um, be mindful of that. Well, I, he doesn't seem embarrassed, but you're seeing this whole big meltdown. Um, oh, adults express embarrassment through anger. Yep. Most yeah. of the time anyways, right? Because they're just like, yeah. so embarrassed. Yeah. And yeah. then you yeah. might walk away and you're so angry that that person embarrassed you. Or... Yeah, it changes very quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of my pieces that I absolutely love the most is the the 
what happens during an emotional upset. So if we think of our brain in three parts, we have this tiny little reptilian brain and that's kind of at the base and that, you know, breathing and blinking and keeping us alive, essentially. Am I safe? Am I right? So keeping us alive. On top of that um, reptilian brain, we have this little, um, it's called the limbic system, and it just kind of sits on top of that reptilian brain a little bit, and that's our emotional piece. That's our emotional side. So what happens when we get upset, when our little ones get upset, that emotional, that limbic system floods. So it that neocortex that is on top, which is our logical brain, that limbic system floods the neocortex. So if you think of it in that way, oh, <laughs> floodgates have opened, here we go. <laughs> because, <clears throat> because when our children are up in that emotional state, that brain is flooded and there is no logical processing yeah. going on they whatsoever. They can't think. They can't hear they're you. They're not hearing you. They're not thinking. They're not processing. They're not... There's no logic whatsoever. So when your little one is losing their mind and you're saying, no, you need to stop crying. We're not crying right now. We're going to go just just stop or, right now. Why are you crying? What happened? What... Tell you know? me what's wrong. Why do you just keep crying? Use your words. Tell me why you're crying. Why are you crying? They literally... Or you're trying to reason with them and... Yes. Well, you know... What if we do this instead or something? They just, they can't hear you. Yeah. Not only that, their neocortex isn't fully developed. Yes. Until like, what, 24? That, that doesn't help either. <laughs> <laughs> but that limbic system flooding, that's just, every time you're talking to them and you're trying to explain and you're trying to get reasoning out of them, that brain is flooded. They are not able to have that conversation with you. So if you ever notice when your child is mid-tantrum or when that tantrum has just started and you're trying to, you know, let's say you're in target and you're trying to talk to them during this and you're saying, um, why are you acting this way? What is happening? Or you're saying, you can't behave like this in this store and they're just kind of like not even looking at you, their arms are still flailing, their legs are still kicking, that's because they can't hear you at that moment. So mm -hmm. it's at that moment, it's best to just let them have the rest of that of their yeah, feelings. Yeah, so, so that comes into our next piece. So mm -hmm. if our little ones aren't able to understand when we're speaking to them, when we're trying to get through to them, when we're trying to help, because that's where it's coming from. We're mm -hmm. trying to help, right? We're trying yeah. to get them, talk them back off of that ledge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if... Trying to help out. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's but, not what they need at that yeah, moment. Yeah, at that, at that moment, um, being talked off their ledge isn't what they need. It's, it's not definitely, effective. Yeah, definitely as they get older, that's yeah. going to come into play. But at this point, um, they by the time by the time that tantrum or meltdown is happening, yeah, when they're far gone and when you're talking to them and they're still kicking and they're still screaming and they're not even looking at you, at that point you know that's when they are not able to hear you. So so one of the one of my biggest pieces that I use with all of my children and. Um, I think is super valuable is the emotional offloading. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> kind of like venting. 
It yeah. is. It is a lot like venting. And I think, I think it's really important when your child is having a meltdown and they are having that emotional offload. Uh, we think of it as our best friend calling, right? Because when our best friend calls and is very upset, are you saying, um, you're a little too upset right now, so can you call me back when you're done crying? <laughs> Um, my husband had a hard time a little bit with the crying stuff, especially as the girls were getting older. Mm -hmm. And I did. I was like, okay, so if, if your sister, sister called right yeah. now and she was crying, what would you do? Would did you tell her to stop crying and call you yeah. back? Or would you talk to her? He was like, oh my gosh, I would totally talk to her. And I was like, then it's the exact same thing. Like, they need to be able to offload those emotions. Mm -hmm. So telling a child to stop crying... Put your tears away. Put mm -hmm. your tears in your pocket. We don't need tears for this. Mm -hmm. We don't need tears for this. Yeah. Breaks my heart when I hear that. Yeah. Boys don't cry. Yep. Big boys don't cry. Cry for big babies. Girls. You're not a baby. Don't cry because you're not a baby. You're a big boy. You're a big boy. You're a big girl. <laughs> Listen, Elisa, I know you're really upset about your grandma passing away, but tears are not needed for this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Doesn't that make you feel better? The pretty birds outside. Right? Oh well, because we try to distract yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so true. So allowing our children to have that emotional upset really is going to be the number one way to reduce those tantrums. And I think this is the hardest part for parents is because our natural instinct yes. as parents is to always stop the crying. Right? We're told from the beginning, I mean, it's different with infants when yeah. they're crying. Yes. But we're, it's kind of wired in us as parents that when our children cry, it upsets us. Make it stop. They shouldn't be crying. Make it stop. There's something wrong. Right? Yeah. So even when your children are seven, eight, nine months and they're starting to crawl around and they're going to, to things that they shouldn't be touching when you pull them away, our first instinct is, Oh, they're crying. Okay, show them out the window. Look at the birds out there. Look over here. What's this? What's this? Look at the lights. Let's flick the lights on and off to distract them from having that upset when yeah. all they need is to have that upset. It's like we have this mindset or some of us have this mindset where um, sadness should never be felt. Yeah. If you always felt happy... Uh, you wouldn't know what happy felt like, right? Yep. So it's important to feel all these emotions and acknowledge them and not try to shush them away or bottle them up. Yep. And, and it's like upset is like if my child is upset, it means I've failed as a parent. Yeah. Right? I think sometimes that could be the feeling that people are feeling. Like my baby shouldn't be upset at all. But essentially what you're saying is... Don't have those feelings. Lisa, you are not allowed to feel any feelings. You are to be happy 100% of the time. And anytime you are upset, I'll we're show going you to stop it right away. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that you stop. So what make happens sure that you're there, happy. what happens there is we want to think long term with, with this stuff, right? Stop crying. Okay. Um, swallow, swallow those feelings again. Stop crying. Stop crying. Stop crying. If I am told all day long to stop crying... I'm going to go to the grocery store and the lady's going to say we're out of bags and I'm going to start crying. Like, I am yeah. going to start crying over little... Spilt milk. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So when we're telling our children, especially as these emotions are starting to come up, if we keep telling them to stop, if we keep telling them to... If we keep distracting, distracting them and not them, allowing them to have those feelings... They are going to come out, but they're going to come out stronger. They're going to come out... Um, 
at what seems like for no reason whatsoever. I give you this cup every day, now all of a sudden you don't want this cup. You give them the cup, they throw it, they're swatting it away from you. But that's all of, that's just residual. That I didn't get to let any of this stuff out earlier today. Remember when I fell this morning? And I didn't hurt myself, but it scared the crap out of myself. Mm -hmm. And you told me I was fine and to stop? Well, guess what? That is now coming out at dinner now time. It's, now it's coming out because I don't want the the purple cup. Yeah. I wanted yeah. the blue cup. Yeah. yeah. And you put my sock or, on the wrong foot. Yeah. Or you, right? Or so, it's coming out at bedtime when they are yes. supposed to be shutting down. And all of a sudden they're feeling all of these pent up feelings that have been building up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh I know some adults like this, yeah, right? Who swallow, 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 and, and then all up. of a sudden, blah, you're like, what the heck? I, I did this three days ago and it was fine. Why are you yelling now? Yeah. Um, so when we continue to tell our children to swallow their feelings, to stop crying, to put their tears away, you're setting yourself up for more tears and more upset later on, and you're gonna start to see anger and that aggression yeah. and that hitting and, and the biting your child and all of that. Will not know how to handle those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to have a 13-year-old boy in a classroom crying and having this major upset because he's never been taught as a boy yeah. how to handle it as a young boy, right? So that emotional offloading is absolutely a really, really, really important piece. Um, there's no time limit to it. If you're a little one, especially if you've been finding that you've been a distracting and that you've been trying to stop those tears, when you do let them come out, they are going to be telling you like the song of their people. They are going to be, <laughs> it is going to be coming out. Um, and just like your best friend, okay, it's been eight minutes, you've had enough sadness, now it's time to stop, right? We're not telling our best friend to stop crying, we're just letting them get it out, and that's what we want to offer our little ones as well. Yeah, just like repeating it back, oh, you really want, I know you really wanted that dinosaur. Yeah, mommy, it's my favorite dinosaur, and I just, I love that green, and I'm like, yeah, you really love that green dinosaur. Yeah. Just letting them process yeah. that. You you were really upset. I saw that. Yep. Validating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Validating that validation is huge. Like, it comes back to that attention, right? Mm-hmm. You, you noticed. You noticed that I was upset. You noticed that I was bothered by this. Mm-hmm. Like, that in I'm itself. I'm still not getting that dinosaur, but you know that I'm upset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see me. And you don't go down the path as like, well, you know, I bought you something last week, so I didn't buy you something this week. Maybe next time when we go out, I'll buy you something else. Yeah. You don't get into that whole... Negotiation. Yeah, and new story. You're just acknowledging what they're saying. You don't need to add on to it and make it mm-hmm. bigger and complicated and mm-hmm. windy. And that's a, a super valid point, too, because we need, we know that our toddlers and preschoolers, like our points that we're getting across to them are very short, repetitive, (laughs) 12 words or less is the goal, (laughs) right? We're not, okay, so here's the thing. Our budget just doesn't allow for us to be able to handle um, six extra toys a week every time we come to the store. So, right? We're not getting into these long, drawn out explanations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
it is that understanding that when validation. When we go home, we're going to count how many dinosaurs you have, and then we'll see if we really needed this dinosaur, and blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 right? <laughs> yes. Um, so when our little ones are having that meltdown and they go into full-blown, um, I that is their call for attention. They need something. Mm-hmm. So, so what do you do? So for me... And for our strategies that we use, we encourage you to look them in the eye, get down and and have that eye contact with them. You have to stop what you're doing. You do. And you have to give them that, I see you. Essentially Mm -hmm. that, like, I see what you are going through. I see that you are struggling. I am here to support you. I'm not here to fix it. Not here to make it all better, but I'm here to support you. So you're comforting. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, we're comforting, we're offering that support. Right? So we're not distracting. We're not doing anything. We're sitting beside them and saying, oh, buddy, you're so upset. Yeah. And some children like to be touched. Some mm. children do not <laughs> yeah, like to point. be touched. Yeah. Right? Yes. So you can experiment with what your child likes. So you, you can get closer and you can just put your hand on their shoulder. And if they are resisting <laughs> you and they're pushing you away and they're hitting you, they're kicking you, they're whacking you, that's a sign that they don't want to be touched at that moment. You can still remain in close proximity to them without giving them that physical touch. Yeah. Some children, you'll go and you'll touch them and they kind of just come in for a hug. Yeah. Or they come in for a cuddle or they'll just sit there with you with your hand on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they're tolerant of that. So that means that they they like a little bit of physical touch when they're having their feelings and and I think an important piece is offering the support that they need not offering the support that we think think they they need need. or that you need or that I need like I like to be you're upset and I just want to hug you right now well if they don't want to be hugged you're not going to now you now you've added that that tantrum and then now that we have this fight because you keep trying to hug me and I don't want to be hugged yeah um and I have two like that of my well my two girls are like that one does not want to be touched does not want you close, so I just kind of stand by, and I'm like, I'm here when you need me, yeah. right? It's just very a very... hard if you're a touchy-feely person, because yes. you like, want to just, like, <laughs> well, give a hand me. on the back, even. I'm like, I'll make you feel better by hugging you. I promise my hugs will make you feel better. And she's like, don't touch me. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas my second is definitely more of that needs that comfort, needs that physical touch, um, that physical touch for sure. And so then you're just understanding, trying to reconnect. And, and maybe going back a little bit to the eye contact, you're not saying things like, look at me, look at me in the eye. Yeah. Right? You're just sort of trying to get to know, get into that line of vision, get to notice them a little bit better. But it is getting down to that eye contact and, and getting down at their level, like squatting down at their level, bending over, like... We're not towering over them. Mm-hmm. Look at me when you're crying. Sometimes that can be really overwhelming to a child when you're standing over them and you're not at their level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so getting so down, like, getting mm-hmm. right down. Towering over them. And, yeah. Yeah. So so what are the, some of the things that we don't want to be doing while they're having a meltdown? Because these things that we're going to tell you are not effective. Um, they may escalate the tantrum. They may in, in, increase the amount of tantrums you're having. 
if you start doing some of them, it's hard to break these habits because then they expect these kinds of things. So the biggest one for that is the bribe. Okay, if if you if I buy you the Kinder Surprise, will you stop crying? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you buy it, right? So then every time you go to checkout at the grocery store, they're looking at the shelf. What am I going to yep. get this time? And I'll they're like, this. okay, here, just and then you just throw it back on the thing. Yep. Like, I'm buying it. I'll give you this if you sit down in your car seat and let me strap you in. Yeah, hurry up, get quick, get ready to go. Uh, as soon as we get home, I'll give you some Skittles. Yep. Yes. Um, lecturing. We know that lecturing is not effective even when they're like at their absolute best because they literally can only process so many words at a time. Um, and then we know once that brain is flooded, they're not listening right. to your yeah, lectures. It's not helpful. It really isn't. Um, That's put- the last thing you want when you're upset, right? Well, you know, you should really be grateful for what you have. You know, you, ha- you have a great family. You have clean water to drink. Mm-hmm. You have a roof over your head, gas in your car. Okay, but I'm still upset. Yeah. I get that. That's, those are great things, but I still want to be upset. Yeah. Um, pushing their buttons. Like. Oh, look, there's kind of surprises here, Lisa. <laughs> Not getting any today. Ooh, don't these look nice? <laughs> or. You're going to bed after lunch. You're going for a nap after lunch. As soon as we get home, we're going. You're going for like, and you know that nap time is what gets them going, right? So yeah. that's kind of like pushing their buttons. Um, another one is some kids don't like going to parties or having birthday parties, and it's like, Pam, you want to have a birthday party? Your birthday's coming up, and they're like, No, I don't want to have a party, Mom. Um, oh, you know you want a party. Yeah, you just want a party. come on, look. Yeah. Um, so some of those temper tantrums, especially for some children, they can feel like they are all day long. Yes. Um, I do feel, and and I do know that, um, by experience in the years that we've worked with children, that if we deal with these tantrums effectively, that in itself can reduce the amount of overall tantrums we are having. So know that you're not going to be able to handle all of the tantrums like right. this. And some of the tantrums you are going to have kind of that planned ignoring. Um, but it really isn't super effective when we have a little one who's struggling all And day all they long. need is connection. And they're you're asking ignoring. for attention. Yeah. And if you have a child who's following you and then falling on the floor and then following you. And he, that is him just saying, please notice me. please pay attention to me and sometimes especially when they're following you like that that getting down on the ground and saying like buddy i see how upset you are and Mm -hmm. let them crawl into your lap that's not giving in that's not encouraging the tantrums if anything it's going to reduce the amount of tantrums because they're feeling noticed and they're getting that attention and that connection same thing with us you know as adults if you know we're upset and we're in the bedroom crying and we're like your, you know, your partner's just down the hall in the living room or something, and you're like, he hears me crying. He's not even coming to check on me. Yeah. It just makes you feel so much more alone, right? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Your child feels the same way. Does, I'm sitting do. here crying, and you don't even care. All you've done is step I, over me. Yeah. yeah. And just keep doing, making dinner, and all I just needed was a hug, and I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> um, to, to go back to what Pam said about it's not going to be able to happen every single time that your child is having a meltdown especially if they have if they're having lots for certain phases of their lives but one thing you can do is even if you're chopping up onions let's say and they are right at that moment 
having a meltdown and they need something, you can say to them, you know what? I I can still hear you. I'm yeah. listening to you. I just need to, I'm finished, I'm finishing chopping up these onions, but I can still hear you. Yeah. And yeah, I'm still here. Sometimes, like, especially when you have, well, even if you only have one, or if you have one, um, there's, you're not always like, I'm in the middle of peeing, it's one second, like, <laughs> yeah, like you you're don't not have your tension now, like, <laughs> and go and, and get them, but yeah, so, you but can it's let them know. That listening, mm-hmm. I'm listening to your feelings, and sometimes, especially when they're having a great big offload, um, it may not be feasible for you to sit for 30 or 40 minutes yeah, while you're upset. Go. You might have to go to work. You might have to go to work. You might have to get ready. You might have to go start yeah. dinner. Like, all of that stuff, right? So, it's, I see that you're upset. I know that you're really upset. I am still here. I'm still listening to your feelings. I'm going to run to the kitchen and start dinner. If you need to come in and see me, please come and give me a hug. Please come and see me. Yeah. I will come in and check on you. That kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And but if they're right mid meltdown, they might not be hearing and understanding yeah. everything that you're saying, but they understand the intent behind yeah. what you're saying. You know the 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 way that you're talking to them, yeah. how confident you're feeling, and then sometimes it really only takes a minute. You know, like I had one little uh, guy having a tantrum, laying on his belly, crying, head in the carpet, and uh, mom, I think, just wasn't sure what to do, or maybe she was using the planned ignoring. Maybe it was the seventeen thousandth time he's done it and that morning. Exhausted, yeah. and I wasn't even sure what happened, and it didn't even matter. All I did was come up beside him kneeled on the ground, put my hand on his back, and I said, wow, you are really crying. And he looked over at me, and he he was like, you're noticing me. And he kind of, you know, simmered down a little bit, and I said, wow, I see so many tears on your face. And I wasn't like, what's wrong? What happened? Are Mm -hmm. you okay? Did you get hurt? I was just not acknowledging what had happened, and he had stopped crying. And I was just sort of looking at him, holding my hand on his back, and I said, did you want to try to get up now? Like, what... Like, I still didn't know what started mm-hmm. all this. And then he got up and I was like, wow, I see so many tears on your cheek. Would you like a Kleenex? So we went and got a Kleenex. I passed it to him. He wiped his own cheeks. I'm like, here's the garbage. He took a deep breath. <sighs> Would you like some water? Like, and I still to this day don't even know what started it. And then he was fine. And mom was like, uh, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what happened, but he's okay now. Yeah. And it, was, and it literally took maybe 45 seconds to end it. And he was like full-blown meltdown, kicking, screaming, face in the rug. Mm-hmm. Lots of tears. Yeah. Sometimes these upsets and tears can happen from lack of that conversation. What's coming next? What's What are we doing? Where are we? Now it's all of a sudden... I don't know what here. we're doing. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not feeling safe because I don't know what's happening next. Yeah. So giving in, um, oh, you want to try and avoid that as much as possible because they, again, will <laughs> uh, use that um, and very much come back at you for that. Um, distracting them is another one we really want to try and avoid because again like that distraction let's look out the window let's look over here we're essentially just saying swallow those feelings um and know we know or we need to know that that's going to just come out again after so laughing at them or videotaping their tantrums um don't do that. Yeah. Keep saying the same phrase over and over again, right? So you you do want to be mindful of what you're saying and how you're saying it, um, but you don't want to go into those long explanations. Um, and when you're when you're sitting listening to them, you don't want to be talking too much. 
Yeah. You don't want to take their mind off of the fact that they need to have these feelings. If you're constantly talking, I can see that you're upset like over and over and over yeah. and over. It's then that noticing. I, I see yeah. you're upset, buddy. And then we're just and then sitting. letting them. Yeah. yeah. And then and you can sportscast what you're seeing, but giving that space in between to let them just kind of have those emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to tell them about tomorrow or what's going to happen later. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You can just I see those tears buddy yeah um you want to try and avoid physical punishment uh we know that physical punishment is not an effective way to teach and for them to learn um or to stop behaviors um and the last thing that you really want to try and avoid is having a tantrum yourself it's very easy especially at the grocery store right you can just start shoving things in the bag Plopping those bags oh, into yeah. the cart really heavily. Yep. <laughs> Scooping Remain them up with extra force. Calm. Yeah. I, you know what? One of the biggest, one of my, like, eye openers for me was I, um, my daughter was having a really rough go and, um, she had lost her bedtime stories. We still do talk time. So she had lost her bedtime stories. So dad was reading stories with the boys and I went into the room with um, my daughter and she was very upset that she lost her stories. And, uh, but that's like, she lost her stories, but she still gets that talk time and that, and that, that time at the end of the day, because that's super important in our house. Um, so she lost her stories and she was like losing her mind. And then she started to kick kick me so I was like you are absolutely allowed to be upset you are not allowed to kick me right right so that was kind of the first warning she tried it again because we were sitting on her bed she tried it again I got up and left the room it was a very quick I stood by the door and I said are you done because I'm not I can't come in and listen to your feelings if you're going to try and hurt me that's Mm -hmm. not safe for me I'm not putting myself in that situation yes so, are you done? He said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I came back in, I sat on the side of the bed, and she just, I want my stories, I want my stories. And she would get, like, really angry, and then she would start, she was crying through the whole thing, but she would get really angry, and then she would get really emotional. And then, and I just kept saying, I know, buddy, I know you want your stories. And I, the whole time, because this is one of my, like, biggest, probably aha moments with this, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like my heart is calm. I'm <laughs> not, not racing, yelling. Not yeah, sweating. because I was I was very mindful of it, and I was like, look, 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 I'm staying so calm. She's over there. She's that majorly melting down. I'm not getting into that. It's time for bed. That is enough. Yeah. Stop crying. It's time for bed. Get into your bed. Um, good night. Yeah. The door. Yeah. And then everyone's <laughs> screaming. Right. So 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 for her, I was like. This is so exciting. I'm so proud of myself. Like, I literally was trying to hide my smile because I was, like, so, <laughs> so proud of myself. Because I was, like, calm and I was understanding and I was there and I was just setting that limit of, you're not allowed to hurt me. I am here for you, but you're not allowed to hurt me. And then she tried again. I got up. I The second time, I only had to get up and she was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Please come back. Please come back. So I came back down and sat down. And um, so she had this whole meltdown and I stayed calm with my pretend smile or fake smile or my hidden smile on my face I should say my hidden smile I stayed calm she finished she took the biggest (sighs) she crawled into my lap and gave me the tightest hug and the strongest hug I've ever received from her I love you mommy and she just gripped onto me for a good like minute or two and then got off 
crawled into bed and was like, <sighs> yeah, and fell asleep. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing oh, how many hugs I get after <laughs> emotional offloading happens. So yes. one of the other reasons I think why parents that's why therapy is so good. Yeah, <laughs> one of the reasons why parents don't like to set limits or allow that upset to happen is because they feel that their children are not going to love them. Yes, that they're not going to like them anymore. When it is the absolute opposite, we can assure you. Yeah. Because of oh my what gosh. Pam just mentioned, that happens all the yeah. time in my household. Mm-hmm. And there are times where, you know, if you're feeling like you can't go on for another second and you are getting to that point where you're also getting upset, yes. it's okay to put your child somewhere safe and walk away for a couple seconds you can tell them you know what i need a break for a minute i will be right back Mm -hmm. and that's okay you go you regroup and then you go back in and you're able to tackle the situation again but sometimes you need to have that moment but yeah after offloading so many times my daughter has come in and just those i love you mommy the biggest hugs and sometimes it's like I've had one family where it was like 40 minutes and and their child was just having a really rough go. Um, Kate finished, mom mom sat there, she was so great. Child came over, gave her a hug and was like, okay mom, what are we doing now? And she was like, it was like a completely different, just okay, I got that off my chest, I'm good, what can we do now? Like, and, and she's like, I saw the weight come off of her shoulders and that to me right if we're doing this now if we're accepting and understanding these emotional meltdowns these temper tantrums now as they get older it it doesn't get easier but as they get older because they get smarter and catch you on your words and you're like well that's actually not what I meant (laughs) yeah but those tantrums and those big emotional meltdowns they're still going to happen but they're it's like a healthy version yes right it's that needed healthy offloading versus the child who's melting down at every second yeah yeah um so tantrums is just the one little piece of that parenting puzzle there's defiance there's testing um setting, setting limits, limits with your child a big one we're gonna talking talk back, about that one timeouts Hitting, pinching, biting, bedtime stalling, the list goes on and on and on. So that's just part of the parenting puzzle. Um, We have extra parenting programs for you if you need a little more help. Sometimes it's good to have, you know, that extra support and trying to navigate what to do next. Okay, so so this situation happened and then I tried to do this, but that happened and they're like, Okay, so like next time that happens, the first thing you're going to want to do is we can pick it apart and have yeah. someone from the outside look in. Can and be it's never so a one size helpful. fits all approach. You know, right? and so, you're like, well, you know, your child, unfortunately, he's very smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to try this next yep, time, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. And with this personality, we know yes. that because because we're so good at at with the personalities and kind of knowing what works, what doesn't, we can we can have those strategies for the. Um, different personalities and what's going to work and and individual families right like a a mom who has one child um, will have a different kind of day-to-day than a mom who has four or five children Um, or if both parents are out of the house versus one parent at home and there's all sorts of like 
little yeah. pieces that create that puzzle when it comes to parenting. So having um, that support, like you said, is huge to be able to talk through and it's get the, those the strategies. It's difference between going to the gym by yourself and then going to the gym and having a, a fitness trainer or a coach. They're saying, oh, okay, make sure your hands are just this much farther apart. Uh, tilt your hips in a little bit. They're mm-hmm. giving all of these little things for you to do and so you have to do less reps because you're doing it properly as opposed to just you know pulling away at the exercise machine yeah right yeah. so it's it's having that extra support makes all the difference yeah. it does um and because restful parenting is online we have online version um that we can help with all of your parenting with that parenting support as well we have our own little uh, facebook community that is there just for that support Um, And the other great thing is if you're in North Bay, we also offer um, our programs in person as well. So we have um, a parenting program for three to six-year-olds in September that's about to start. Um, coming up in September. And then... September 2019, depending on when you're listening to this. 2019, yes, (laughs) yes. But I'm sure we'll have another one next year as well. Um, And then the online version is there at any point. You can also join our community at All Things Sleep and Parenting um, for more of our parenting and sleep support as well. So we hope with this first piece to our parenting taming tantrums that you can take some of the information with the emotional offloading, with understanding those um, meltdowns and um, hopefully put into play some new tools, this new tool that you can use. Um, be sure to come back because we're going to be talking a lot more about toddlers and preschools behavior and uh, tools and strategies for that. Yeah, and the tantrums one is a big one, but it's actually one of the easier ones to manage and deal with. It's some of those other ones, the, the testing of the limits and the physical aggression that's a little more challenging. So we would just like to give this little gift to you on how to try to manage some tantrums. You're not going to eliminate them, but you can definitely tame them. And this is, uh, like, this emotional offloading is, like, our base to all of the... It's almost like a magic wand. (laughs) It's a long-term magic wand. Yeah. (laughs) Because it does work magic, but it's a work. It it feels difficult at the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, there's no bad children. No. No. No, it's, you know, it's the behavior, it's the situation, all those things. So, um, and, and some of them just have a bigger challenge with it. Yeah. They're not bad. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.